Amen. God has given a word today, and it has been uh, in my spirit for a while, so I'm going to try to take my time, settle down, and give this to you guys the way that God has given it to me. So we're going to start off. If you can go turn in your Bibles with me to Philippians 3, verse 13 through 14. And when you have it, say amen. All right, and that reads, verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth unto those things which are before me, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. So when we look at that verse, what that says is we're not looking behind us, we're not looking what happened before, what we did before, but we're going to continue to press and move forward. But it's a certain word in that scripture that God put on my heart, and that's the word press. Why did he say press? He could have said moved. He could have said ran. He could have said tore, uh, sprint, because I want to get to the prize of the high calling as quickly as possible. But God didn't use any of those words. He said the word press. Why the word press? So we know that words have meaning. So the first thing I did is I went to Google. I said, Google, what did, what's the spiritual meaning of the word press? Why? Why press? I want to run there. I want to sprint there. I don't want to go through nothing to get there. I want to get there as quickly as possible. So Google said the biblical meaning is to faithfully continue on the straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life with our Savior and our Father in heaven. And so I read that, and, I was, and God said, no, that ain't what I want you to get yet. So we talked about AI writing, writing messages. Uh, AI would have stopped right there. But when you had that relationship and talk with God, he's going to take you a little bit deeper. So then I went in, and I said, okay, that ain't it. So let me see what Webster say. So Webster, it was interesting because the word press had nine different meanings. I never knew that. I was like, nine meanings for one word. So I wrote a couple of them down. I got a couple of them. It said, move or cause to move into a position or contact with something by exerting continuous physical force. Another definition is exert continual force, physical force on something typically in order to operate a device or machine. So I went this, so I kept going. Apply pressure to something to flatten shape or smooth it typically by ironing, for, or another one is forcefully put forth uh, to make strong efforts to persuade a force and to raise by first lifting. So then he said, okay, we're getting closer, but we're still not there yet. But I want to uh, go to one of those definitions. It says apply pressure to something to flatten shape or smooth it, typically by ironing. So that means that when you press in that definition, it, the key word was apply pressure, and you were changing something. So we, we kind of started, he kind of worked with me on that. He said, in order to press something, there are three parts to that. You have something applying the pressure. You have the object that's being pressed. But we got to remember the last and the final one is you have a firm foundation. 
If you try to press something and you don't have that foundation, all it's going to do is go down. It's not going to achieve that result. So what he said, instead of change the word flattened, shape, or smooth, but you got to have that firm foundation and that pressure in order to have transformation. So what he said to me, for us to be spiritually changed, we got to go through a transformation, which means we got to go through the press. So we're going to talk about each part of that press. And the first one we're going to go into is the firm foundation. What is a firm foundation? How do you get a firm foundation? What's the purpose of it? What is it going to do for us? So if you would turn to me or turn with me in your Bible to Matthew 7, we're going to go through verses 22 and through 28. And it reads, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth heareth these saying of mine and doeth them. I want to read that one more time. Those whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which has a house built upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these saying of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell as great was the fall of it. So we can see right there the importance of a good foundation. If you, one thing you know about sand, when you step in sand, when you push pressure on the sand, what does it do? It's going to shift. It's going to go one way. It's going to go this way. But when you stand on the word of God, which is the solid rock we stand, we can be like that tree planted by the water that no matter what pressure, no matter what circumstances, no matter what things that come and attack us, we're going to stand on that firm word of God. We're not going to shift this way. We're not going to allow the wind to blow that way. So no matter what circumstances, no matter what storms, no matter what attacks come in our life, we're going to be able to stand on his firm foundation and be solid into the word of God. Because we saw that it's not a matter about the good works we do. You can clean the church every Sunday. You can usher. You can be the best usher in the universe. But if you're not hearing the word of God and doing the word of God, which is based on the foundation of his word. So now we're going to about how do you build this firm foundation. It's one thing to say we need a firm foundation, but how do you get there? And we can look at Luke 18:28. When you have it, say amen. And that is uh, Luke 11:28. Amen. All right, it said, but he said, 
ye rather blessed are thy that hear the word of God and keep it. So that's a part. You can come here every Sunday. You can listen to T.D. Jakes, Creffo. You can listen to whoever you want to on the TV, but there's two parts of there. You have to hear the word of God and to keep it. So that way you're showing God that you're building that foundation. You're not made of saying that you can hear the word of God, but as a wind blow, you do whatever it is you want to do. And we got another one on that, Isaiah 33, 5 through 6. When you have it, say amen. It says, the Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness, and wisdom and knowledge, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of thy salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So right now we say, how can you build that firm foundation? Right now it may be weak. Now you may be in the process of strengthening it, but the only way you're going to get it is to trust in, in God, to read his word, to build that stability and lean on him to be your strength. It says in the Bible, for when you're weak, he is strong and he'll be that strength. So when the pressure comes and it, you think it's more than you can bear, the Bible says he'll never put more on you than you can bear. So you have to continue to trust. Look with your heavenly eyes. Don't look at the situation. Your finances may be acting funny, but you got to still trust in God. Your health may not be where you want it to be, but you got to still continue to trust in God to speak that word, to prophesy his word. And as you'll see, the more you get through, the more you become stronger, the more you can believe in someone. And if we go to, if we go to, if you think about it, if you ask me for help, and I come through. That first time, you're like, oh, okay, I can trust Miguel. You ask Miguel, and I come through again. Okay, I can trust Miguel. You ask me a third time, okay, Miguel, dependable. He's stable. I can count on him to do it. And that's the way that God is. If you don't ever give him the chance to show you who he is, you won't be able to develop that trust that's going to build that foundation that when he tells you, go in the midst of that darkness and be a light, go over here where there's so much danger, where people are hurting, but you can be the light to bring them out. Once you trust God and he shows you who he are, you can boldly go into these places he have you to go and that's what he wants you to do he wants you to stand on him to believe in him to let him be your foundation now the next part of that was the part that applied pressure I know a lot of people like why do I have to go through it God such a loving guy why 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 I got to go through this why I got to go through this hurt why this got to happen why I'm not totally blessed but he speaks about that and is in the Bible if you turn to Hebrews 12 10 through 11. Actually, we're going to go somewhere different. I want to read something different. Go to James uh, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. All right, he says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience, 
but let patience have her perfect work that she may be perfect and entire one and nothing. So right now, God said, count it all joy when you go through something. I think uh, Minister Maurice said it best said it on Sunday night. He said, God, don't waste the crisis. So God's going to put you through something so you can see who he are. If he don't think you ready for whatever battle, for whatever circumstance or whatever coming, he's not going to put you through that. He wants to build you up, but he wants people to see that he is God. So when you look at when people say, hey, Wait a minute, I remember when you was here or when this was that. How you making it through? Man, you work at the same job. You got a nicer car than I got. Your house better than mine. How, how is that? I know what you make. We make the same thing, but when you can stand on God's word and trust him through circumstances and be able to tell him what's going to be able to test about the word of God, they can see that in him and it will draw people into the kingdom. And that's what we're to draw people into the kingdom to do the work and the will of God. So when they say press, number one, we learn we got to have a firm foundation. So when they say press, you can't just run to the, um, the, the mark of the high column because there's no foundation in that. That's just a movement. That you can't just pull in there because that's God doing, that's just God doing all the work to get you there, but you haven't committed, you haven't bought in. But when you build that firm foundation, you got to stand on something. You got to mean something. You got to be about something. So now we're going to go to Isaiah 48 and 10. And this is going to go back to talking about why we go through the pressure, why we go through storms in life, why we deal with some of the things we have to deal with. And when you get to Isaiah 48.10, let me know, please. All right. And it says, behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. So right now, he's not just handing out silver and gold, walking around, giving money. He's not open. You get a house. You get a house. You get a house. But he want to try you through that furnace of affliction. Can you walk through that fire? Can you walk through that storm and trust that I'm going to bring you about? When you're standing in the midst of that storm and you're getting pushed, are you going to let the wind blow? Are you going to hold on to know that he's going to be there? that he's going to be the one to bring you out. And all of this is going to tie into the restart. We've been, we've been, pre, um, the bishop's been preaching on restart, but you can't restart and go back to where you came from. Without a foundation, you will have nothing to stand on, so you're just going to restart and go right back to the same place you were. But when we get this restart, when we fully get it, we want to be a new place. We want to go to a new place. We want a different walk. We want a different talk. I don't want to be the Miguel you knew 10 years ago. I want a new walk because I want that restart in my life. I want to take back, I want to take back everything that was taken from me and give it to God so it can be blessed more abundantly. So as we see there, it, you are going to go through affliction. You are going to be tested in the fire because if you really think about a diamond. How many, how many ladies even fan? How many of y'all love diamonds? I, I see my wife. I'm in trouble, y'all. My wife was the first one to raise her hand. <laughs> but the thing about a diamond, if you know that it's firm, to bring out the beauty of that diamond, it's one of the dirty, nasty. If you touch a coal, it's made out of a coal. And if you touch it, it's going to smear all over you. It's going to get dirt out of you. But it's that 
constant pressure on that coal. It's pressure over pressure over pressure over pressure over years that it's going to reveal what was truly on the inside of it. And that's where that diamond is going to shine. So we want to be those diamonds for Christ because when that pressure comes, when that storm comes, we want to reveal what's deep down on the inside of us, what's deep down in our heart. And we want that to be the word of God. We want that light to shine. So when you say press, I want them to press me until they see that light. So they can't press anymore and they tried all they could we couldn't break Miguel because one thing about it when that diamond comes out that diamond is one of the strongest minerals there is and you're not breaking that diamond and then so but God being the God that he is he's an encourager so you, he knows the pressure is going to get hard. He knows it gets tough sometimes. He knows that this flesh is weak, and you're going to get weak when you're going through it. So he gave us a scripture on that. If you can turn to Psalms 5522, please. Amen. And it said, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So there we go again, talking about that foundation. He's going to take the care. He's going to take the pain that comes with the pressure. He's going to take the heartache that comes with that pressure. You, but you have to first trust in him. You have to stand on that foundation and know that you won't be moved. If you wish you're watching and you stand off of there and you keep moving left and right, he can't sustain you. Because one day you're here, one day you're there, and he's putting the pressure right here. He has that sustaining force right there. So next, as we talked about, if you ever think about anything you press, if you think about you're, you're changing the shape, you're changing that object. When you're ironing a cloth, when you press your shirt, you're taking a shirt that has wrinkles in it, and you're getting it out. So that's a transformation. You're taking something that was wrinkling, you're making it smooth. And that's a transformation. So whenever we go through the pressing process, we also going through a transformation process. And we're going to turn to Romans 12 and 2. And when you have that, let me just say amen. All right. And it's. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that tells you right there, you're going to get transformed. That's to show the will of God, that perfect will of God. So when you're going through that transformation, you can't give up. You can't quit because you'll never be you'll never be transformed. You'll constantly be transforming and going through that pressure. And God actually gave me a word too. He said, "Do y'all know what depression is?" That depression is spiritually it's a lack of that foundation because you continue to go down. And I'm going to tell you how I go into the word. The worldly definition, if you think of land and a depression, you have a normal level ground. But a depression is when that ground sinks below normal level. And then you call that a depression. So when you don't have that, that foundation, that firm foundation, you're going to sink below 
where you're supposed to be. And now you have a depression in your life. Now you're depressed in your mind. And if you let's talk about depression. If you wonder when people go through depression, it's because they're lacking a foundation. And I'm not just talking about spiritual, but people that say, I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't have that family foundation. I don't have that financial foundation. So depression is caused by that lack of foundation. Now, a lot of people look for that foundation in the wrong place, but we learned in the day that that foundation is built on the word of God. Now, once you go through transformation, you then have what's called reformation. So after he done transformed you, he done got some things up out of you that needed to get that he needed to get out of you. He now can reform you into what he wants you to be. Whether that's a preacher, teacher, minister, usher, whatever he has you to be, whatever warrior he needs you to be inside his army, once you finish that transformation, the stuff that's out of you, the smut, the junk, the things he wanted out of your life are gone. Now he can reform you. And once he started that reform process, you're now in your restart. Now he's starting to give you back all the things you lost because you went on that firm foundation. So that's why we have to go through that pressure and if we have to go through that pressure we have to go through that press in order to get that restart so we can get that reformation so you wonder why did we go through COVID why did we go through this we were going in the press going through that pressure so God can transform his body so that we can have that restart and he can get out of us what he needed to get and as we talk about uh, the reform uh, Bishop said is reform is to get back to the biblical ways of doing things. So again, when you go through that transformation, we're getting out of you that worldly way of doing that. That when someone wrongs you one point and be like, oh, no, they don't mess with me. I was going to tell him now to do this. So now when you get that reformation, that restart, when somebody wrong you, when somebody press you, you now be like, God bless you. I'm going to put you under the word of God because he'll fight my battles better than we can. But if you don't go through that transformation and somebody tempt you, somebody test you, somebody try you, you're going to go back to where you came from and you're going to end up in that depression that you're trying to get back, get out of just to get right to where you left off so if we can go to Romans 12 12 and that says rejoicing in hope patience in tribulation continuing instant in prayer so what we can see there is what does that say in tribulation no, no, patience in tribulation so you got to have that patience and hold on to that word of God. Can't get that instant prayer. So when I asked, I was like, God, why well, can't sprint to your word? Because he want to see if I can have that patience in tribulation. If I have that firm foundation that I needed to give, to move forward in his kingdom. And now we talked about all of this. So how can I continue to make sure my foundation form? Well, we've been getting teased on this for what? About the last month, Bishop? And she gave some specific instruction. Because, see, I like to ask God, be like, look, God, I'm slow sometimes. I need you to make it plain. And I don't know any other plain way you could put it. Uh, the restart is repent, reform, and rejoice. And she said a few rules. You need morning and evening prayer, giving God thanks all the time, 
reading the word daily, devotion time with the Lord, attending church every Sunday, faithfully giving tithes, and showing love of all people. So if you want to get that, so when I look at that, when it's talk about press, it's talking about a foundation. It's talking about a applying the pressure you're going to go through, and it's talking about transformation that leads to reformation. And I got, a, I got a little experiment. So I know the kids sometimes, they, they hear all of this and they get bit. And we're going to do a little experiment. Can I get at least two of the youth up here for me? Anybody? All right, I got one. <laughs> all right. So we got a little experiment here. And I'm going to show you, I give you a visual experiment of what we're talking about. Can you hold this for me? Hold the other end, Abby. All right. So it says in the Bible that he is the potter and we are the clay, right? And it says that we talked about molding and shaping, right? So if we go as we are, Abby, make an M out of that. So as you see, what, say that again. Do that with one hand. You, you can't do what? With one hand. So you, you can't make an M out of that, right? So you can't do it? Mm-hmm. All right. So now, as you see, if we go to God just where we are, and he want to make you an M, he can't make you an M the way you are. But then you go through the press. And then now, do me a favor. Now we're going to hold this, Andrew. Hold that at the end, Abby. Y'all hold it tight now, okay? So now, if you don't have a firm foundation... And he tried to press to transform you. What? What happened? Wait, let's try that again. So as you see, when that foundation is not strong, whenever we try that pressure, all you do is keep falling back. All you do is keep falling back. One more time. Y'all, y'all hold it real tight. Real, real, real tight this time. You got it real tight? You sure? All right. No precious found. But see, when you come over here and you have that firm foundation and God pressing on you, you're getting that pressure. Now it's beating on you. Now my finances ain't acting right, so it's pressing down on me. Now my, money, my health ain't acting right, pressing down on me. It's just beating me down. And I'm like, I can't take this no more. But one thing about when you go through a press, there's going to come a point where no matter how hard you press, it ain't affecting you no more. So when you have that firm foundation, it get a point like I can, no matter how hard, it ain't going to get no flatter than this. It ain't going to affect me no more. When I stand on that firm foundation, that enemy's going to attack my finances, but you're not going to have power over my finances. You want to attack my health, but I'm going to stand on the word of God. You're not going to have any victory in my life. So now that he kind of transformed me a little bit. He made me a little bit more pliable. So come here, Abby. Make an M out of that for me. So now yeah. So now that we've been through that press, we've been through that, transfer, that transformation. Now he can reform me into what he is. Now Y'all heard first when I handed that to Abby. She was like, I can't do this. How am I supposed to take this and make it what you want? 
That's because you haven't been through that process. And when you go through that process, he can take you and mold you and shape you into what he wants you to be. What you need to be in this kingdom so that he get all the glory and so that he's magnified and so that you can be a witness to him. Now, as y'all see, Abby is now, I didn't hear I came from her. Did y'all hear that this time? Now she just went right to work. It was like, okay, I got something I can work with here. And that's how God do when he puts that pressure. So when we go back to that original verse, I'm going to try to do it, pick it up without tearing it up. Hold on. So as you look right here, once we went through that process, we was able, God was able to make that into what he wants. And it's, that's the word, y'all. And the Bible, it says he is the potter and we are the clay. And this is literally clay. All right. Thank you, y'all. So that is the word that I have for you guys today. And I just wanted to, like I say, circle back to but words in the Bible have meaning. So when he say press, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's going to be something that's going to be handed to you. It means you're going to have to get into work. You're going to have to withstand some things. You're going to have to have some faith and things in order to press into that mark of the high calling. He didn't say walk. He didn't say I'm going to hand you the, the prize, but you have to press through. That means you're going to have to show some faithfulness. You're going to have to stand on his work. You're going to have to go through some transformation process. You're going to have to go through a reformation process so he can make you who he need to be. Amen.